There is a way, and that way is forward together. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Welcome to Live at 8. Dry right, folks, we're live. And it is 8 a.m. Happy Monday morning, August 24th. That is what time we are coming to you. So perhaps you may watch this at some other time and place. But today is Monday, August 24th. By the way, yesterday was my birthday. Thank you to how many of you guys uh, sent some very kind words my way. I appreciate that. I am now, uh, I'm not going to give you my age. Um, I think this would be kind of fun. Uh, right now, you are either listening to this on the podcast. So if you're listening to this, uh, while driving, just just stay focused, all right, on the road. Uh, some of you are listening to this on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're cutting the grass. But a whole bunch of you are watching this. That's right, you're watching this. And we used to watch this on Facebook. Now, on our brand new platform, wearemission.online, you guys are engaging. And so there in the comments, let's have some fun. Why don't we just start with guessing guessing uh, how old I turned yesterday, all right? So if you really, really, really know me, you can't cheat, but yeah, that'll be fun. You can throw those into the comments. Uh, so good to see you guys. Season two is kicking off. We're gonna be hanging out for 13 weeks together. This is week one, and we're gonna be coming to you live Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m., and each of those three days have a different, a different theme. Uh, today, Monday, is all about more Monday, Specifically, what I do on Monday is I talk a little bit more about the teaching content from the weekend. And um, hello, Mark Ramondi. Hello, Sherry. Kurt Hoffer. This is so fun. Alex is helping host this. This is great. Love it. Pat Stopka in the house. Tommy Bowman. Jackie Willite. So good. So glad you guys are tuning in. Uh, but yeah, Monday is all about more Monday. And the reason we do it that way is because I generally like leave so much that I've researched and studied uh, that I'm not even able to say because I run out of time. So so Monday we, we talk a little bit more uh, about what's going on from the weekend content. Wednesday is going to be Well-Being Wednesday. Why? Well, as you've noticed, the struggle bus is at max capacity these days. So uh, Wednesday is going to be all about well-being, your well-being, my well-being, and I'm going to have on the show with me on Wednesdays a Christian therapist who's a good friend of ours, Brian Silver. He's part of our church community. He was a fan favorite in season one. So that's going to be on Wednesdays, and uh, we're going to talk uh, starting like six episodes all about the struggle bus, some strategies for you and I uh, for our well-being. And then Friday, we're calling it Friday Why Day, Friday Why Day. Uh, if you lose your why, you will lose your way. And so Friday Why Day is going to be coming to you every Friday at 8 a.m. Joining me on Fridays will be Dan Ruda and Tommy Bowman, uh, two other leaders here at Mission Church. So we've got we've got a lot lot coming your way. Let me say hello. So if you guys in the comments um, put your last name, I'll definitely know who you are. If not, that's fine too. I'll just call you by your first name. So mom, I'm guessing that you're my mom. Now you could be. Uh, who knows? But I'm thinking that's my mom. Hello, mom. Uh, Stacy, what's up, Stacy? I see you, Joe Palermo. Hello. I see you, Christy. Uh, who's that? Katie M. Terry, Linda. This is great. Sandy Gilmore. What's up, Sandy? Kathy Resolvo. See that? That helps. I know her last name. Kathy. Hopefully you're doing great. Thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, so today is live at eight. This is season one, and this is episode one. 
if you are listening to this on uh, your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, if you do me a huge favor, you can go ahead and rate it and uh, review it. That'd be a gift, certainly uh, to me. We want to get the word out. We are going to get through this thing. We're not going to get around this thing. We're going to get through it together. And so season two is going to be 13 weeks. That's going to lead us right up to Thanksgiving. And uh, after Thanksgiving, you're on your own, right? Uh, no, but up until Thanksgiving, we're going to be doing this three days a week. The Petros are in the house. What's up, Leslie and George? So good. So good. Awesome. All right. So today is more Monday, more Monday. And what we're doing right now as a church is we're walking through the life story of a man by the name of Moses. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's a pretty big deal. Moses, he understood what it felt like to feel lost. Uh, he understood what it felt like to be right in the middle of a wilderness of uncertainty. Uh, in many ways, when they left Egypt, you could imagine Moses was thinking, all right, if we could just get through this Red Sea, on the other side is going to be the promised land. And I think many of us were feeling that way in the, in the spring. We're like, if we can just get through the spring and the summer, the fall will be the promised land and uh, not so much, right? You're like, oh man, uh, turns out your, your kids are still doing e-learning. Uh, turns out your business is still uh, struggling in a number of ways. Turns out unemployment uh, hasn't totally recovered. Turns out things are still really difficult. And so I'm finding, at least personally, how helpful it's been to walk through the life story of Moses. Um, and so that's what we're doing. We're pulling out from his life some really key principles. So here's what I wanna, want us to talk about here for the next few minutes. Uh, we're gonna just be looking at some things I wasn't able to really spend a ton of time on. And I think this is gonna be helpful. Big Bear, what's up Big Bear? That's my oldest brother, glad you're here. Linda T, uh, this is so fun. Hey Charlie. And so uh, I want to talk about two things for the next few minutes. Number one, how Moses stayed the course, stayed the course. If you watch this weekend, that phrase will sound familiar. So that's the first thing we're going to look at, how Moses stayed the course. The second thing we're going to look at is how Moses changed his course. Uh, you guys watching right now, those of you listening on the podcast, I believe to my core, some of you, you really need to stay the course. You got to stay the course. You got to stay the course. I know you're weary. I know you're frustrated. I know you didn't anticipate this. You got to stay the course. You got to stay the course. Some of you though, you need to change your course. The direction you're going is not going to work. You need to change your course. And these two things we see happen, I, I believe in so many of our lives and so many of the life stories of our the heroes of our faith, but certainly we see this in the life of Moses. Moses stayed the course. Specifically, that's chapter 17 of the book of Exodus. Uh, so check this out, Exodus 17, 8 and 9. Uh, here's what's going on. Uh, the Israelites, they're no longer in Egypt. They've been rescued. Now they made it through the Red Sea. God parted it. They're on dry land. And now they're in the wilderness. And what's happening in chapter 17 is they experience their first military battle um, as a freed people. You know, and in some ways, you know, at least in Egypt, they uh, were under the protection of Egypt, the most powerful army on planet Earth at that time. But now they're on their own, right? They're free and they're going to learn how to stay free. And so there they are in the wilderness, chapter 17. And uh, the Amalekites, Amalekites, they're uh, descendants of uh, Esau. If we wanted to go back uh, even further in the book of Genesis, uh, they're the descendants of him. 
And these guys are about to be a total thorn in their flesh. And so this is what happens. Verse 8, it says, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephendim. Verse 9, Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. This is interesting. He says, Tomorrow, check this out, Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Staff of God in my hands. Now, what is that? Well, uh, on your own time, you can go to Exodus chapter 3 and you can read about the staff of God. But here, here's the important principle I want to pull out. What got you here will get you there. What got you here will get you there. This is Moses experiencing for the first time this battle. They're being attacked. I and mean, he's now responsible for 2 million people. Can you imagine the pressure? Uh, I mean, they're still drying off from the Red Sea, and here we go. They're now being attacked. They weren't anticipating this. What will Moses do? How will Moses respond? And here's what I love that we see from uh, Exodus chapter 17. Moses begins to think, all right, how did I experience victory last time? What did I do last time when all of a sudden we were being like, barreled down on by a much more powerful army than the Amalekites, the Egyptians. So I just want you to notice how powerful hindsight is. Uh, Moses didn't suffer from spiritual amnesia in this moment. No, he was very aware. He remembered how he experienced victory just moments before. How did he experience victory just moments before? Well, the Egyptian army was barreling down about to attack the Israelites. They're standing knee-deep in the Red Sea. It's unparted. What does Moses do? You can check it out. I believe it's Exodus chapter 14. Moses, he takes the staff of God, right? And he raises his hands. Some of you have seen that, you know, Charlton Heston picture. Well, th this was kind of the posture of victory, right? This is the posture of victory right here. The posture of victory for Moses, the posture of victory for you. And this is so important. When you look back over your life, it could be this summer, it could be this past year, it could be five years ago, I don't know. But when you look back and you chronicle the victories in your life, I promise you, you will see that same posture. It is arms raised in surrender to Almighty God. This is what Moses did. Why? Well, what got you here will get you there. Moses, he remembered what brought about victory last time. It was arms raised in surrender to Almighty God, arms raised in prayer. And this is what Moses remembered. As Moses raised his arms in prayer, God stretched out his hand of power. As Moses raised his arms in prayer, God stretched out his hand of power. Have you grown weary in raising your hands and surrender in prayer? You can't stop, you can't quit. You cannot pull up short. I know it's hard. I know you're tired, but we got to understand, as Moses understood, we got to stay the course. We got to stay the course. Why? What got you here will get you there. That's the first thing we see. The, the second thing we see is how Moses changed his course, how Moses changed his course. Uh, this is what we see in, in chapter 18, how Moses changed his course. And so um, Moses, he was married, and his wife and his two kids uh, went home to see the in-laws. And so 
things were quite busy for Moses. He was responsible for a lot of people. He had a lot going on. And so uh, we don't know exactly why, but uh, his wife and kids head back to Midian to see the in-laws. So they're there uh, with the in-laws and uh, the in-laws decide to come back. Uh, they wanted to, uh, I believe, they wanted to see and kind of hear the testimony of the faithfulness of God in the wilderness. They, uh, you know, because Moses' wife shared the amazing things that God was doing, how God was so gracious to them in the wilderness, leading them, right? Uh, pillar of fire by night, cloud by day, feeding them, you know, manna and all, and, and, and all that. So, um, so <laughs> this, is, this is the scene. I, I love chapter 18. Uh, chapter 18, Moses is busy, man. His, his calendar was full. He had a lot on his plate. And in rolls into town his father-in-law by the name of Jethro. That's right, Jethro. Now, I, ju I just want you to just, just say that name out loud, Jethro. That's right, it's a fun one. And so uh, Jethro rolls into town. And Jethro, what he begins to do, he was a priest from Midian. Um... I'm not going to go into the total context of how Moses ended up meeting um, his wife there in Midian. Uh, Moses was on the run, but we're going to keep moving. But his father-in-law, Jethro, is objective. I want to say that again. It's really important. His father-in-law was objective. What does that mean? It just means that his father-in-law did not have the pressure of leading two million people. He, he, he knew what leadership was. He was a priest in Midian. But his responsibilities weren't Moses' responsibilities. He was objective. He was outside of it. And some of you are so close to it, whatever you're responsible for, that your judgment is being clouded. Your judgment is being clouded. It doesn't make you a bad leader. It just makes you a normal leader. And the gift that Moses gets here in chapter 18 is an objective, outside voice of someone who is older. An objective, outside voice of someone who is older. And so Jethro is there and he's watching Moses go about his daily duties. Moses, yes, was a leader, but part of how that uh, went about was he would judge. So he was a judge over Israel. And so like morning to night, cases would be brought in front of Moses and dude was being worn out. He was involved in so many different things. Truly, he was in the weeds. He needed to lead at a higher elevation, but he kept getting pulled back down to things on ground level. And in this moment, Jethro, an objective outside voice, right? Person that was outside of the situation. Uh, he says this in Exodus chapter 18. He says this, he says, why are you trying to do all this? Look at this next word alone. Why are you trying to do all this alone now the tv show alone is great but you living and leading alone is not it really isn't it is not good in fact this is what jethro says uh in verse 17 he says this is not good he says why are you trying to do all this alone moses moses come on w what are you doing man you're not going to make it in this moment moses was experiencing burnout Moses was experiencing a different kind of fatigue in chapter 18 than he was in chapter 17. Moses was on the struggle bus. And the reason he was on the struggle bus in this moment is because he was trying to shoulder all of the work on his own. And in this moment, an objective outside voice who was older, Jethro, his father-in-law of all people, says, Moses, what are you doing, man? 
This is not good. Why do I bring this up? Here's why I bring this up. What got you here won't get you there. Isn't this interesting? There are times in your life where what got you here will get you there. That's chapter 17. There's also times in your life where what got you here won't get you there. What does that mean? It means you need to change your course. You gotta change. You gotta change. And this, this isn't an indictment of being a bad person, <clears throat> not being wise. No, it just means that, that you're a person. Moses needed to change. Who are you to think that you don't need to change? Who am I? Who am I to think that, that I don't need to change, right? Moses needed to change. And what is amazing to me is as Jethro is sharing with Moses this wisdom, saying, man, this is not good. This is not good. What's amazing is Moses, in fact, listens. He listens. Isn't this incredible? He is teachable. He's humble enough to listen to an outside objective voice of someone who is older. I just want you to imagine how would you respond in that moment, right? If you were Moses in chapter 18 and your father-in-law of all people <laughs> rolls into town and, you know, in some ways, maybe you're kind of wanting to put your best foot forward. I know I do when, when my father-in-law comes into town, Mark Petridis, who I love dearly. You know, you know, he let me marry his daughter. I want to show him that I'm doing a good job. And I always put my best foot forward. Maybe it was different for Moses. I doubt it. And so here's Moses. He's like bringing his A game in judging, right, as a judge. And hoping, perhaps, that father-in-law Jethro is going to be like, great job, Moses, way to go. Instead, he brings correction to Moses. How would you respond? I can just tell you, uh, I think some of us would probably say, Jethro, who, who do you think you are? Like, you, need, you need to go back to your small town Midian. How many people are you leading in Midian? Ten? I mean, that no-name, one-stop-like kind of town Midian, you're here in the big leagues trying to tell me how I'm supposed to lead. I mean, I think some of us would probably react to that kind of correction, and we would try to mute that voice instead, Moses. One of the greatest leaders of all time, perhaps the humblest person next to Jesus who ever walked, he said, you know what? Um, what got me here? won't get me there. I need to change my course of action. So this is today, uh, Monday, August 24th, the kickoff of season two of Live at Eight. Man, I would love for you guys to share this with friends. If you're listening to this on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you would rate it, review it, get the word out. Uh, this would be a huge gift to us. We want to work through this wilderness together. But I want you to know, as you start out this week, some of you listen, some of you, you, you have to stay the course. Don't, 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 um, don't fall to some spiritual amnesia in this moment. No, why? Well, what, what got you here will get you there. Get your arms up in surrender and prayer. What got you here will get you there. And, and, what got you here won't get you there. You need to listen to those that God is bringing around you. Someone that's objective. Man, someone that isn't carrying what you are carrying exactly. And when they speak, when they offer up what they see, will you and I be humble enough and teachable enough to change our 
course. I love you guys. We will see you Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. for Wellbeing Wednesday. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to access the show notes, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.